Hello and welcome to the 64th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of lukewarm takes and mental breaks hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the sonic to my knuckles, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on any podcast platform that will allow it. Honestly, any of them and multiples. Don't just stop at one. Just keep on reviewing. It actually does help us out a lot. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Long Live Pod. There's a link tree there with other places that you can find us if you so wish. And with that shit out of the way, Kale, there you go. Kinder, I'm fantastic. It's great to be here with you again. It seems like we just did this. I, honest to God, I swear to God, my whole week just disappears after we do this. And we're just here again, like a perpetual time loop. Yeah, it really does feel like that, especially because like we record and then it doesn't post for like a couple of days after we record. And then so by the time it's posted and I'm checking the stats because I'm a stat boy, I love looking at the stats. Yeah, numbers. By that time, it's like a weekend and then I'm enjoying my weekend and then the weekend's over and then bam, we're pretty much at the point where I need to think about recording again. So it really does sneak up on us. And then this week, we just got bamboozled by Jeff Keighley with the biggest Gamescom that's ever been. And so, I'm just going to pretend that I haven't played anything this week, and we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, I've barely played anything. Again, it's more RimWorld. I will say I failed in my uh, endeavor. I said last week I would check out that Rollerdrome thing. Never got around to it. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. I don't know, it doesn't really appeal to me, even though I'm hearing good things about it. It just doesn't really like sound like something I really care about. But we're gonna... hey, I'll play the 35-minute Yeah, we're going to touch demo. on it in the news. Uh <laughs> Uh, but I will say, I will say, as you are aware, often I'll just leave my PlayStation to Emily's and I have my PC at home and it just kind of works out nice like that. So I, uh, I've i almost finished Cult of the Lamb. I'm, I think I've got two bosses left, but I'm getting there. Uh, but I haven't really played it a whole lot this week. And I, I left my PlayStation there. Emily set up her own account and she started playing it. Oh. And I left at like 8 o'clock in the morning maybe. And I came back at like 6.30 that night, like after work. And she was still on the couch and she was still playing it. And I was like, how long have you been playing for? And she's like, oh, like a little bit, like not, you know, just a little. <laughs> and I looked at the screen and I saw what day she was on. And I was like, oh. damn, you have sat here all day playing this, haven't you? And she was like, yes, I certainly have played this all day. And wow, so she's no, essentially caught up to me, which is crazy. Wow, no, how's she doing in the combat? She's doing okay. She's up to the boss that I just beat, which is arguably the hardest in the game. So she beat the first two. She's on the third one. I think that means she's further than me. I don't think I beat... I, I got up to the well, second she's, boss. I think she's lagging on the combat a little bit because she's on like day... She's on like the same day as me now because she's played it probably in the last few days as well. She's on the same day as me, but she hasn't beaten that boss. So I think yeah, right. she's just kind of lagging a little bit behind. Uh, and she's also... Yeah, it's just funny seeing people's setups because I saw what rituals she has and she was... Her faith or whatever it is was really low and she didn't have really many rituals that could boost it enough. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you've kind of fucked yourself here because heaps of mine would like almost fill it up and, and were really good. But anyway, not, none of that. I didn't play it. That's what she was playing. But I thought it was just funny that it is literal heroin to every, anyone that plays it. You just sit down, time disappears. It's interesting because I don't know that when I'm going to get back to it. I got Suddenly we've got games like Warhammer 3 happened today. Uh, I'm going to be lost to the PC for a little while. You and I, I joined you on the dark side playing a little Apex Legends and I feel Nibbly. like that could be a fun diversion. Yeah, we did it. We had a pretty good night too. I think uh, I think maybe the key is the hot drops because we often are a little conservative yeah. on the drops. And maybe you just got to get in there because us in Skulltown was pretty it's good. It's fun. It's a fun time. And I've missed that uh, Battle Royale. I only need it every now and then. But it's fun. 
It is fun. I think I just need one Battle Royale in circulation, and uh, Warzone just ate shit, mm. and so... Apex was it. Also, it's just because I had someone who was playing it, and I was like, oh, I'll play that. That really makes a difference. I'm not playing alone. You know what I mean? I'm never playing a Battle Royale alone. That's just my thing. The one sad thing is that in Australia, duos is just not really feasible. So having you as an as a third is actually the best, because random solo random solo cues in, in our trios was shit, because they would just disconnect as soon as they went down. It was really frustrating. So yeah. glad to have you aboard. Well, um... Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I've got something for review. So I'm going to be playing that for the next two weeks. And then Soul Hackers comes out tomorrow, but I'm going to hold off on that because, again, mm-hmm. I'm going to be busy. So mm-hmm. I guess we're going to have pretty light what are you playings unless you get in there. I don't even know what's coming out next. So Gamescom, there was some interesting announcements of things coming out relatively soon, which was surprising to me, but none that I really cared too much about. Uh, the only thing is... I guess The Last of Us comes out in, what, a week? Yeah, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to. I've, I've made up my firm mind. You know why? I, I'm with you, too, because I, I, I can't... I've, I've only been complaining about how much it costs, so I just refuse to pay the amount of money they're asking for. And also, like, it will be free one day. <laughs> it will be. Yeah, it really will. Like, and probably It will be free one day. It might not even be that long. Maybe early next year. Who knows? Like... Uh, yeah, I'd say give it a year and I could see it being on, like, the PlayStation Plus Deluxe premium shit, you know? So, I I really struggled to swallow the pill of a full-priced remake of a game that came out nine years ago. Yeah, well, Govinda, we've got a stacked block of news to get through. So, without any further ado, could I interest you in some quickfire news? Vinder, I've drawn your attention towards a little video game called Broken Roads, and that's because this game seems tailor-made for me. It's a classic-style CRPG in the style of a disco Elysium, set in a post-apocalyptic Australia. Now, I'm very excited for this. We don't really know when it's coming out, uh, and we don't really have a lot to go on, to be fair, but I think it's cool. Yeah, the trailer looked a little, like... It looked interesting. It just also didn't really tell me a lot about what's happening and what I'm doing other than it looks like a CRPG and yeah. there's a girl named Sheila and yeah. a guy talking in an Australian accent. So there's also a I guy don't really named... know what this is. Is there combat? Because you said like Disco is Elysium where there's very little combat. There is combat. I saw another trailer that has like... Uh... You didn't really see Shadowrunners combat, did you? I just kind of told you about it. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh... It's like that. It's turn-based combat. Nothing too wild, but it's what I like. But I guess your reference to Disco Elysium is the, like, social system. How you interact with people and the morals and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little more in-depth than simply your renegade Paragon Paragon Mass Effect. uh, Did you say Paragon twice? Yeah, yeah, I said it twice. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Uh, that beer is really settling in, isn't it? The first was an accident, and the second I was driving the point home, okay? I didn't actually say it twice. Just for the record. Yeah, you did. No. Uh, but yeah, look, it looks okay. I don't know if it's a game for me. I've, I think I've come to the realisation that I I think Dragon Age confused me and made me think that I like CRPGs. And then mm. when I've actually tried to play some CRPGs, I don't like them. It's very interesting, isn't it? Because for me, it's like, that is the ultimate kind of RPG. Like, that's what I want 
it's just the it's the beauty of this medium. There's something for everyone. That's it. That's it. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just haven't found the one that oh, you're scratches wrong. the itch. But you're definitely but no, wrong. I, just, I mean, for my own for my own taste, you can't tell me what I'm right or wrong about my own taste. You little fuck. But I think I tried Pillars of Eternity, and I just got like maybe five hours in, fell off it. Uh, what was the one that you platinumed? The Divinity Original Sin Two. I tried Divinity, just again, probably got like four hours in, and I just lost in a fight that I felt was unfair, and then I just stopped playing it completely. I think really when it comes to CRPGs, I'm a, just a little bitch, though. So. I'd agree. <laughs> Moving right along, Govinda, you remember Helldivers, don't you? The fun, cooperative, drop pod game in which you fight giant bugs and friendly fire is lethal and very real. The brutal co-op game where you shoot each other and you die and you drop a drop pod on each other and you die and then there's bugs everywhere and you accidentally shoot your friends and you die and you put a turret down, it shoots your friends and then they die. Yeah, I remember it. It was really cool. Well, it turns out uh, a little clip of Helldivers 2 appeared on Twitter just for several hours before it was pulled. Sony pulled it, proving that it was real, (laughs) which is... You know, why something gets hit with a copyright strike. It means that it's real. Interestingly, I didn't see this. I didn't and either. S- and now I can't find it. No, it's gone. It got pulled. Yeah, so you're that's not going to find it. So, uh, but Studio Arrowhead made the first Helldivers and they are apparently confirmed to be working on a next-gen co-op shooter. But interestingly, they described that project as a third-person shooter. And now, if you remember Helldivers, that was not. Uh, so... There is a world where I didn't see the trailer and I have no idea. So someone might have seen it and they can correct me. But there's a world where this Helldivers is a third person Helldivers, which would be sick. I'd be down for that. I'd, it's such a cool concept. Like, yeah, that top down sort of Starship Troopers style, like quick in well, and no, out but missions. This, if this is a third person, it won't be top down. It'll be a third person Starship yeah, of Troopers course. game. Yeah, of which course. Which would be, I'd be down with. If it had like similar mechanics where you're calling an airstrike, like calling an airstrikes and calling in like supplies and the system where you had to like do the button combination in a certain time yeah. to actually complete the call for the drop and stuff like that was that was cool. What a good game. And the the pressure of like having to defend like a, a pickup point like when you're trying well, to Well, that was the best part and... about those uh, commands to call stuff in is that you're getting swarmed and you need yeah. to call it in and not fuck it up and if you fuck it That's up you're shit. probably going to die. It's very good. So shit. it was uh it was a sick little game. It was really clever. I just Never really got a full four man that was willing to commit to it, and it was pretty hard. I feel like just two people sometimes. So yeah, definitely. Uh, but I, I'd be down if they maybe upped it from a kind of a more indie style game to a bigger double A, triple A kind of game, and gave me a full third person view, and you're in a team of four, and like that would be sick. I'd be real down for that because I like the concept, and Starship Troopers is awesome. This next one's a little controversial, Govinda. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 producer Naoki Yoshida wants you to know that its combat system won't satisfy everyone. Now, this seems to me like a little bit of hedging. So, here you go. This is part of what he said. He said, it is also a fact that people are becoming less familiar with the old... Oh, I'm sorry, just to hedge. This is in response to some people being upset that Final Fantasy 16 has an action-based combat system. So, this is what he said. He said, it is also a fact that people are becoming less familiar with the old-fashioned style of RPGs where you fight by selecting turn commands. That's why the battles in Final Fantasy XVI are very action-based. We want to make people all over the world think that Final Fantasy is a great game. 
Of course, I don't think we'll be able to satisfy everyone's demands, so I've told everyone on the team that the first thing we need to do is to make something we think is fun and make sure it reaches the people who like it. Now, this is... I don't know that it's a big deal, but it's kind of got people worried. I've been seeing comments about, you know, it's like they're trying to get out ahead of this thing because although it was successful, people weren't happy with 15. You know, that was sort of like a... Well, I mean, it was a tortured project from the get-go, but what we got was messy. The combat wasn't super satisfying. It was very floaty and chaotic. Yeah, it was floaty, but it, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, that wasn't the reason I think Final Fantasy XV for me was, a, like, a little underwhelming. I think it was just, like, the story was a bit all over the place and there seemed like there was big chunks missing and I had to watch a movie and an anime to understand what was going on, which seems like a flaw inherently. It's funny, too, to think about how, like, the whole thing was you and your bros in a car cruising around, but the actual reality of that was you had to just sit in the car and listen to them chat and, like, talk. Yeah, and you and had to be on the road and... Over, like, the course of 30, 40, 50 hours, that got real fucking old. And that open world was empty. That was a desolate that's... open oh, look, world. I, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but I feel like most, most Final Fantasy open worlds are kind of like that. I mean, you're not wrong like, there. They haven't really wrong. done that many open worlds, but like, well, that Final was their Fantasy first one. A, exactly, but even just like they're not open worlds. Like you're going through like a temple, and it's just an empty room after empty room after empty mm. room with no like context as to what that room was or what it was for in this temple. It just is there to be there, and it's or it's there to have a chest in it. So like, I don't know. I don't expect deep world building out of Final Fantasy most of the time. Final Fantasy VII was definitely better, but similarly, it was like. Here is 10 areas that you're going to go back and forth to. And at one point, it'll be nighttime and that'll yeah. be different for you. So, look, I'm not worried about that. And I don't think, I don't think anyone really cares. Like, it's, it hasn't been a turn-based game or an ATB game for a while, really. I guess there were some ATB elements in 7 Remake, but... Not even really, was, though. Not really. But, like, it was there, but... But no one used it. Like, I don't know anyone that used that. Like, you chested out just to be like, oh, that's a thing, but it's not... No, but I mean, Great. like, in the regular combat, there's ATB elements where you have to wait oh, for... Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, so that still exists, kind of, but they were already pushing to action-based combat for years now, and I don't... I don't know. It's fine. It is fine. Like, yeah, there's plenty of old classic style. Go play a Trails game. If you want, like, classic turn-based combat, there's other places to yeah, get Yeah, but it. there's no Chocobo in the, t- in the Tales games. There isn't. That's yeah, true. And so it's just it, people want a Final Fantasy turn-based game. I think that's really what it comes down to. Sometimes people are like, no, I want like this is all good and well, but just give me like a Final Fantasy, like a turn-based Final mm. Fantasy game. I just don't it's think we happen. ever see it again. Yeah, it's not going to happen. They, I saw people referencing like, oh, like turn-based isn't dead. Look at Persona, and I was like, yeah, but Persona's not selling the numbers that Square Enix is hoping to sell of sixteen. Like they sold well, millions mm. of copies, but. Square Enix is expecting this to be a blockbuster and so they need to reach as many people as possible and they're not wrong like kids are impatient they watch too much TikTok the videos go for 30 seconds and if something's not interesting they're going to skip it so making them sit down and select commands from a menu doesn't sound like something that's going to happen so they got to do what they're going to do change with the times good or bad now they, he, he mentioned one thing and he said furthermore there is a big difference between a command system and a turn-based system and these are often conflated but are two different concepts. Can you explain the difference to, to me in those? Not really. Like, in my mind, like, there, it is a turn-based, command-based system. Like, it's 
It's kind of both. My only thought process is that a turn-based system is like a Final Fantasy X, but a well, command system is like a Final Fantasy thirteen. No, because I would it, say that you're inputting commands into Final Fantasy X's turn-based but system. But I, I think the turn-based is, is the idea that it's, it's locking you into like, it is your turn, you don't have to do anything right now, and no one else will take a turn. It is your turn. Yeah, Whereas I the would... command system is you're still going through a menu and choosing stuff, but other things are happening, and if you don't do it quickly enough, you will suffer. This is the problem with video games, is there's no clear... Like, I would call that an active turn-based battle system, but everyone has a different term for... You know, yeah. I would call so, that, like, Final Fantasy VIII is an active It's just interesting that he even brought that up at all, and I'm trying to think, it's like, well, it sounds like there will be some sort of a command system in this, if he's talking about them both and saying that they're different and often conflated... I'm thinking it's going to be something a lot closer to Final Fantasy VII's and Kingdom Hearts. like, Which is kind of where I've been burned, because they said that with Seven Remake, where they were like, well, there's a turn-based system in this, and you can just use that. But it's not the same. It's like super half-baked and like not as satisfying as Final Fantasy X. <laughs> no, but I'm not talking about a turn-based system. I'm talking about how like you will be... Doing inputs to swing your sword, but there mm. is also a sub-menu where you are casting your spells and doing stuff, like a Kingdom Hearts, but a maybe more advanced one. Yeah, it's fine. I like. I don't know. That It kind of is clunky, though. I didn't love that. I didn't love it in 7 either, so mm. we'll see what they do. Like, it's... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd almost be down for them to just go... If they're going to do it, just go full action and just give me buttons that will cast my spells and, like, dedicated, yeah. rather than giving me little random sub-menus that seem a little bit of a nuisance. Next up, Govinda, we got our first visual look at HBO's The Last of Us. Now, did you see this brief snip? I did. I did see this brief snip. What did you think? <sighs> when it when it cuts, like the first cut is Joel walking over a snowy bridge with a backpack and a gun, and and I was into that, and it was like I was like, oh, this will be sick. And then they started speaking, and I was instantly less into it. Because it's not Troy Baker and Ashley. No. And it honestly takes me out of it immediately. I think we'll get there in the actual episode, but like in this, and we're talking about 20 seconds of footage. Yeah, it's on a sizzle reel of all of the HBO stuff that's coming out. Yeah. So it's very, very quick. It's hard to get super invested in it, but I think like in a full episode, it'll work for me. But yeah, it was a bit jarring and it felt like high quality cosplay. (laughs) Look, Nick Offerman as the, uh, what's his name? The weird like hobo dude that, Booby Traps' his place. Bill. Bill. That's a sick casting call, right? That I'm is. Big fan of that. My concern is that they are maybe going to be... They're going to maybe be too strict to the game because mm. there's two lines that you hear and it was Ellie saying, like, everyone I've ever known has uh, or ever loved has died around me. And then Joel saying something like, you don't know what loss is. And that is in the game. And yeah. I saw it in The Last of Us part one trailer like last week and i'm like i really hope that they don't just like get the game script and go word for word because that's going to be a bit of a bummer for people who have played the game i think it's going to be sort of both because we know there's at least three to four new characters being added that weren't in the game so i could see them including you know certain lines and very possibly for the trailer they they have those lines there for the people who played the game as like a touchstone for them you know but it's going to be a good time, and I think we just wait and see. Like, it's not going to be bad. <laughs> Moving on, Govinda, we alluded to this fun little fact. So, Sony promised us a one-hour PS Plus trial for Rollerdrome, the hot new rollerblading killing game. Uh, it turns out, and I've seen this proven, 
Uh, you download this thing and you actually only get 35 minutes to play it. Now, it's not clear whether this is just because that's all it is. That's all it is. The developer came out and said it. Oh, okay. So, was that a stuff up? Like, why did they... Uh, or a publisher did. Private Division, who's the publisher, came out and said that's the PlayStation Tour page is, is, is estimating one hour, but in actuality, it is a 35-minute gameplay trial that is meant to be more akin to a demo. Yeah, right. So, it's so weird that they said that, though, because they definitely, definitely said that. Who said what? That it was a one-hour trial. <laughs> well, they didn't say it. It's just posted on the PlayStation Store as a one-hour trial, didn't they? No, they called it a one-hour trial. That was what they billed it as. When you say they, who is they? Like PlayStation or the publisher? PlayStation. On the website, they advertised it as a one-hour trial for PlayStation Plus premium subscribers on the PSN Store. Yeah, that's what I mean. The store, that's what the publisher is saying, is the store is only giving an estimation. I don't think this, mm. I, I, my assumption would be on the back end, when you put it on the store, you can be like one hour or two hours. And that's are the two options you get. So I don't think they have the ability to even say 35 minutes specifically. Super weird though. Like, yeah, I just think it's super the, the biggest weird. dog move ever is that if you bought, and if you're subscribing to PlayStation Plus Premium, this is all that you got in August was a trial yeah. for this game that isn't even as long as PlayStation said it was going to be. So, yikes. It's not a good time. Honestly, I'm, I, I'm, they need to ditch this tiered PlayStation Plus system. Just saying. They really should. This could be a thing too. I just checked. Uh, Rollerdrome is allegedly a three to five hour long game. Yeah, give them two hours. Or give them an hour. It's a like fifth of the game. It's too much. It kind of is. It kind of is. Like if you if it's a three if you can finish it in three hours and they give you an hour demo, I'm not buying the game. I'm not buying the demo. Well, I'm not buying it anyway at this point. Like, it's <laughs> well, like we said, it will be free. Finally, Govinda, we had the non-troversy that was Death Stranding uh, coming to PC Game Pass. Now, do you think PlayStation fans were civil and relaxed about this? Uh. In the general public, yes. On Twitter, absolutely not. No, toxic cesspool of doom. Yeah, very strange that this happened at all, if I'm being really honest. I don't even understand how this happened, but it seems that... Like, PlayStation funded this game being developed, and they mm. published this game on console. Uh, and so it's very strange that it's going to PC Game Pass, but I guess it's not too bad because at least it's already on PlayStation Plus Deluxe and the PC Game Pass version is not the director's cut that we have oh, on PlayStation Plus. Interesting. Uh, and so the general consensus is that this game was actually published by 505 Games on PC. Yeah. And so somewhere in the dealings, PlayStation, knowingly or not, signed a deal giving them full publishing rights on PC, which means it gave them... It gave 505 Games the ability to do whatever the fuck they wanted with this game. Which, from Sony's perspective, is baffling. Like, what the fuck? How do you give someone that much power with your game that you developed and published? Yeah. But yeah, 505 are the ones that, that put it on the storefront on Steam, and so then it was up to them to liaise with Xbox and Microsoft to put it on X PC Game Pass. That's why it's not on, like, Xbox Game Pass, you know? And, like, you know, I don't think... You or I really care, but it's interesting that we saw this happen with MLB The Show earlier this year, like another snafu. <laughs> and if I'm not wrong with MLB The Show, I could be wrong, and I often am, so take this with a grain of salt. MLB The Show went on to Xbox Game Pass, but it didn't go on to PlayStation Plus. And so yeah. a PlayStation published game was full price on PlayStation, 
and part of Xbox's subscription service, which is like, what? This is the world we live in now. It's really up is down, left is right. You know when this all started, right? Crossplay. Yeah, it's true. That was... That's when it all started getting all fucked up and everyone thought it was a good idea and then all of a sudden I'm playing my games and it's like there's no console only cross play I have to cross play with PC and I want to kill myself because there's all the cheetos on PC it's oh fine. yeah but anyway sorry obviously played too many <laughs> battle royales I'm, it's fine I'm okay it's all good <laughs> alright Govinda it's time for the news we actually care about All right. Well, last night, for us at least, was Gamescom opening night live. Live in Germany, Cologne, where Jeff Keighley amassed two hours worth of video game announcements. More than 30, all told. Although not all of them were video games. Now, we're going to go through it. We're going to talk about it. not all of them were worth talking about. And not all of them were for PlayStation. (laughs) (laughs) And... We're not a hundred percent sure which ones those are. We've looked into it a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna work it out together. It's gonna be a great time. Not today, just over the coming months and years, <laughs> we'll work it out together. And it's worth noting, I didn't watch this. <laughs> and it's worth noting that I watched the first thirty-five minutes. I wasn't doing this for for us. I think this was at about four or five a.m. this morning. Uh. We have both watched every trailer, but I did not sit through the actual thing, which, honestly, I haven't heard anything about. Was it good? It was exactly what you'd expect. Hmm. It was fine. There was this really weird moment where they go into the EESA, ESA, whatever. They go to the International Space Station, and there's an ESA astronaut there talking about, like, technology and games and games that are made in for, like, that are set in space. And then she does this weird little zero gravity backflip. And then it just says ESA. And then it's done. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? what was the purpose of this? I don't know. Got to get those. Uh, well, I don't know how that works. It's like you got to get those marketing dollars. But what's the, the angle here? Yeah, it was. I don't know. I don't know what it was for. I, I, that's the assumption is that they got paid to put that in there for some reason. I don't know. Well, let's just jump into it, shall we? First up, we had a game called Everywhere. Now, this is developed by ex-Rockstar devs, and we don't know much about it. It's pretty mysterious, and I just looked at the trailer again, and I, I can't even tell you what kind of game I think this is. <laughs> this seems like a game where they're trying to make like a metaverse game. Like They talk on stage briefly about wanting to create a new world and have people live in it and hang out in it and do activities and watch things and like... Red flag. It's honestly, yeah, red flag. But it is, yeah, again, uh, the lead developer of the GTA series, Leslie Benz, Benzis, Benzies, is in charge of it. And so good comes from good stock, you know? It's good but hearty I, stock. The trailer is very obtuse. doesn't really tell you a whole lot about what it is. You see people like walking around and driving cars and there's weird futuristic cities and deserts and it does a weird like quick cut towards the end of just different landscapes and biomes and stuff so it's yeah sure game it's gonna be i don't know it's it's ineffable i don't know (laughs) uh and yeah we don't have confirmed consoles for that one but presumably everything 
That's going to be the case yeah, for a few of these. surely. I think what we're going to do is just, we're going to confirm everything for PC, definitely. And then yeah. everything else, we'll tell you later when we find out. <laughs> uh, next up, we had Dune Awakening, which is a open world survival MMO set in Frank Herbert's Dune universe. The trailer was kind of cool for this, but again, it was CG and didn't really give yeah. anything away. Yeah, cinematic. Because when I first started seeing the trailer, I was like, whoa, this looks so good. And then at the end, it said MMO. And I was like, oh, there that you wasn't go. gameplay. That wasn't gameplay. Which no is, way was that gameplay. I've never been more fucking cuckolded in my life than the Old Republic Star Wars MMO. And it's like initial CG trailer. I was like, oh, my God. And then <laughs> actually played the game. And it looked nothing yeah. like it. No, not even close. So, while the trailer was interesting and cool, I don't really care. And I, I don't think I've got MMOs in me. I just don't know if I've got that in me. So, uh, I still, you know, at the back of my mind, I'm always like, I should just have Final Fantasy XIV downloaded because there was like no. another update and it's like, I I'm hate myself. Paying. Yeah, I'm and not I, paying. but I hate myself. Yeah. So, and <laughs> I, I saw this trailer and I was like, this is going to be sick. And, I, and when I saw MMO, I was like, eh. like I would have rather it be like a single player game, story game or something. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, I do know about the next one, Govinda. That is, of course, the reveal of the DualSense Edge, the PlayStation Five Pro controller. Now, this thing froth, looks froth, 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 froth. It's it's quite understated. It really just looks like a DualSense, but it's got some fucking uh, junk in the trunk. As well, it's say. also got like where the your usual matte black section of the white dual sense is. It's like a glossy, like Darth Vader black, piano mm. black, which I appreciate, but also hate because that's what my thumbs are, and that's what's going to get super, super thumbprinty and and it's just scummy. I got to imagine they've thought about that. Maybe it's like a material that doesn't do that. Oh, Kale, you're really overestimating Sony of all people, of all corporations. I think they do pretty good hardware, though. Like, I love the jewels. I was saying this to the guys at Push Square. Like, I have a Xbox Elite controller. I prefer the DualSense. I think it's better. It and is better, but I don't think like, I don't think they're thinking about materials like that. And they, that is going to get scummy for sure. I guarantee it. Micro abrasion, scratchy. This is like when Apple released a piano black iPhone Seven, and like looking at it, you're like, that is cool. It's sick. But they even had to have a little disclaimer at the bottom, being like this will suffer from micro-abrasions and it, like, it eventually looks like shit after you use it for three weeks. So It's a lot. But other than that, I'm a huge fan of this controller. I'm definitely buying one because of back paddles, back buttons. I want them back buttons, baby. And just so what two. Is- That's all I need. That's all I need. So from the little trailer we got, you can pop out the, uh, the sticks. There's multiple sticks that it comes with. That should deal with the stick drift issue, which apparently is affecting people. And from what I can tell, too, I think it's also... Oh, my God, there's extra buttons I didn't see. Dude, that's crazy. Sorry. I think it's also that the idea is that you can maybe have, like, longer joysticks and stuff. Because I know some people like a longer joystick playing FPS games because you get more finite aim and stuff like that. Who knows? They're going to be sold separately. But I also noticed on the photos... Did you see this? Underneath the sticks, there are two function keys. No. One on each side. Yeah, no, you're right. I can see that. Yeah, so you've got your back paddles and these function keys as well, which I'm a, I'm a big fan of. Now, the, the real question is, this is a $250 controller, right? Surely, yeah. Whatever, it's going to be on par with the Pro, the Xbox Pro controller for sure. In Australia, yeah, the Xbox Elite is a $250 controller. So, yeah. 
that's fucking wild. <laughs> Something I thought that was interesting is that you can uh, you have preset controller configurations you can have because you can remap everything. You can also deactivate buttons as well if you don't want them. Oh. So if you don't, because a classic thing that I do sometimes, if melee is on R3 and I'm panicking in a shooter, I will hit R3 and melee someone accidentally. Mm. But theoretically, I could just deactivate R3 altogether. That's cool. And that would never happen. Another one that I do, actually during Apex as well sometimes, is I'll be frantically trying to aim at someone. I'll hit the touchpad and the map comes up. I don't want that to happen anymore. So I might just remap the map to one of these buttons underneath the joysticks. And all of a sudden, huh, I'm, I'm there, baby. Uh, I can't remember where I saw it. It wasn't on this page. But I think we're getting word on this in a few months. Like, we could see this thing next year. It sounds like they want to roll this out relatively soon. I'd certainly hope so. I'd certainly hope so. But I'm all in and I'm annoyed because I I want an all black one. Um, that's just really how I feel about it. I want an all black one. But I certainly fine. don't like this like fucking mauve <laughs> situation that's going on on this one. Like, I don't know about this like lilac color. <laughs> what lilac color? The one I'm looking at. It's like a, a very light purple. I don't think it is, dude. I it's think it's a white controller. No, it's very light. Purple. Nah, I think it's just the lighting that you're looking at, but the controller is white. It's white possible. It's also possible that I don't know what mauve is. Yeah, I don't think you do. Mm. Um, lilac was probably closer to what you were thinking you were seeing, but I'm telling you right now, this is a white and black controller. So, you know a lot about colors. Yeah, I do. Okay, I was uh, I did editing of film. I had to know my RGBs and my magentas and. No, dude, it's RBG. It's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Red, blue, green. It's the color of pixels on all TVs. Moving right along. Next up, we had <laughs> the Callisto Protocol. And this looks very gory. Uh, it was gruesome, even. We didn't see a whole lot. Uh, we just saw some fucking aliens getting telekinesis into massive grinding gears. And the skull stabbing. Uh, look, I'm going to say it. And I said it last time we saw this. I think this game is probably going to be sick. But yeah. it's also looking a little bit same-samey. A little bit. Um, I will say, initially, the final part was really cool where he's, like, sliding down the thing. You've done this in a million video games. Like, it's like a slide. You're controlling the character while you're, like, being washed down, a like, a tube. Um, yeah. That looked a little bit, like, gamey. Uh, to me, I was like, this seems, this is like an Uncharted thing. What's happening right now? Yeah, was... Tomb Raider for sure. I've seen Lara Croft do this a bunch. But when he died at the end, that was some real Tomb Raider shit. It was gruesome. Totally. But I, I don't know. I just, I, w I, when this trailer started and I saw these like spinning gears and spinning fans again, I was like, okay. Yeah. So I get, you've identified your like, your hook, but like, what else is there? Because it really. I'm a little concerned I, now. And I haven't looked into it, but it, it fit Dead Space because Isaac Clarke was an engineer, so he needed the power to slow down things. That technology was used in his job to, like, slow down machinery so he could work on it. And here you just kind of have the power to lift monsters and throw them around. It doesn't seem as grounded. Look, that might get explained, but I just, I don't know. It just seems a little odd to me that the two vertical slices we've seen in this game both include things getting thrown into turbines and fans. And I'm, I was like, okay, well, it was cool the first time, but now I've seen it again. I'm like, is that it? Anyway, we'll see in December. Then we got Lords of the Fallen. That is the sequel to Lord of the Fallen. It is not Lord of the Fallen 2. It is Lords multiple of 
The Fallen. Very confusing. It's like Alien and Aliens. Come on. This was a CG trailer, and it was kind of cool. I'll admit, like it. It was cool. Yeah, it had a weird, awkward, um, vocal cock rock song in the middle, uh, which got a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but I've never heard of cock rock in. You've my never heard life. of cock rock? No, dude. Think Please about. Explain. It's like um, Creed. Is like cockroach. Oh, yuck, yeah. Okay. You know, it's just like... Perfect. I know exactly. Exactly. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's very uh, descriptive. <laughs> so, if you didn't know, this is a Souls-like. Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't like the first one. I, yeah, no, because I, I think the first one was free on PlayStation Plus at some point. Yeah, maybe. I downloaded it that way too. And I think I played like... And I played 20 minutes of it and was like, nah. <laughs> it was mostly panned when it came out. Uh, at least it looks like... They got some more money this time. I guess. I feel like these CG trailers like do them a disservice because I see how cool it looks and how the CG character is like handling combat and doing cool shit. And then inevitably I'm going to get into the game and be like, well, I can't look that cool. It's like way less fun. <laughs> yeah, look, we need to see some gameplay for this thing. At the moment, we've got nothing really to go on except what is admittedly a, a, a pretty little trailer. And inevitably, it is not going to be nearly as cool as the CG trailer, because that's always how it goes. Next up, we got Moving Out 2, which is the sequel to Moving Out, funnily enough. Fuck yeah. Froth, and froth, froth, froth. <laughs> Did you actually play this? Yeah, dude. I played a lot of Moving Out. I was a big fan. Very I never did. I just... Co-op game, yeah. Yeah, I just saw trailers, and I was saying it's... We probably have like, a really good time with this. It's very, like, overcooked esque. Yeah. But yeah. for furniture removalists. For furniture removal, yeah. Yeah, it's actually really good. I enjoyed it thoroughly. What's the deal with the toaster head man? You can just choose a character of any kind. Like, you know, you could be a cat in Overcooked. That's true. Well, here true. you can have an egg for a head. Oh. Yeah, so... Egg head, it's a, Honestly, I'm I'm surprised it's coming out so quickly. I'm big. I'm big fan, big fan. And online co-op in this one, too, which means we can play at a distance, Kale. I'm down with that. We can play that shit. That sounds good. Next up, we got a new trailer for Hogwarts Legacy. This was a story trailer, and things got a little bit dark, Govinda. We learned. A little learned. bit dark arts? The dark arts, the cruciatus curse. Forbidden. Cruciatus? What's the curse? What, Crucius? Cruciatus? Crucio. Crucio? Yeah. Oh, whatever it was. They mentioned it a couple right of times. They did too. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're too Fucking old for this, man. Nerds. If you asked me this when I was 14 years old, I would have nailed it, dude. Mm. Nailed it. My issue with, like, kind of the combat, we were talking about it last time, it was, like, we only really saw, like, dueling with other wizards. Here he was, like, fighting zombies and shit, and it was awesome. Mm. It looked I th- way better. I am cautiously optimistic, but more on the optimistic side of this game. I think it's it's looking like it's coming together well, and I think it's going to be a pretty sick little little Harry Potter vibe when it comes out. What do you think the chances are of everyone just being chill about the fact that it's a Harry Potter game? Uh, I reckon like a 60-40, no chill to chill. Mm. There'll always be, people will go crazy about it, but it's going to be a fun week on Twitter. I think think. it's going to be a fun romp. Uh, And it was, yeah, definitely interesting that they are maybe taking the story a little darker than you might expect them to. Because it seems like they give you a choice at some point to learn the Cruciatus, Crucio curse, or have it cast on you. And I wonder how that will change things. I, I wonder if... I don't know. I don't know. Like, if maybe getting a cast on you, you learn how to defend against it. But if you learn how to cast it, you can cast it against people. I don't know. I'm, I like that I can learn Avada Kedavra. 
Yeah, it was certainly a little darker than I was expecting it to be. <laughs> Next up, we had New Tales from the Borderlands. Now, this is the sequel to Tales from the Borderlands, and apparently they've gotten some of the old band back together from Telltale Games. This is pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, I don't have his name in front of me, but well, one of the guys from Gearbox came on stage talking about how much they love the first game. So they've seemingly hired a lot of the crew from Telltale that made the first game to make another game. And I'm, for one, am psyched because that first game was good fun. It was good fun. I really don't remember much except for like the climactic fucking finger gun scene, which is so good. <laughs> I've gone back and watched that several times over the years. It's so good. Iconic. Iconic. Yeah, this will be this will be a fun one. I'll check it out. And good to know, this will be a complete package. It won't be episodic like the original was. Oh, that is awesome. That is really yeah. good. Next up, we got the announcement of Dying Light 2's first major story expansion. It's called Bloody Ties. Um, interesting that that's how this is written. My understanding is that the story expansion is coming next month. Uh, this is more like a gladiatorial um, arena expansion. Um, I know this because I covered it today. It's like, you know, Carnegie Hall. They've, of course, renamed it to, what do you reckon they call it? It's Carnage. <laughs> Carnage Hall is what they've uh, gone for. It looks cool, though. I got to say, like, it's round-based combat, but they've set up this old opera theater and you're like fighting on the top level you can knock people to a lower level where there's all the fucking freakers or whatever they're called in this game the uh the zombies and there's all like environmental booby traps you can kick people into spikes and things and it's also got like a roman gladiator aesthetic too i'm i'm interested i'm not i'm not playing this i didn't say i was gonna play it i just i think it's cool it's over dude dying light's over i'm gonna download this and be because you get an update every time I download something, you're just going to shake your head. Just a yeah. deep, deep I'll sigh. message you in with disappointment. And I'll be like, oh, it's actually pretty good. Next, we got a very brief trailer for Tortuga, A Pirate's Tale, which is a strategy pirate game. Uh, I think it looks really budget and almost yeah, certainly... Yeah, it doesn't look fantastic. Yeah, th- this will be like a bargain bin game. This is... <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the... Uh... This naval combat out of Civilization Six, and that's the whole game. Yeah, I will say there was like some overworld stuff, which was cool, like you're loading your cargoes and whatever. But it is what it is. Nah, I just think so far with Tortuga and Skull and Bones, people are just missing the mark on pirate games, and, mm. and maybe just need to give it up. Maybe just need to give it up. Then we got Sonic Frontiers officially confirmed. It's coming on November eighth. That is, of course, the day before. God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> and the same day as Skull and Bones. So That's funny how that works out. Why? A, a, a couple mean, of things. This game looks pretty bad. Yeah, it does. Overall. It does. And secondly, why would you release it then? And why is it... Like, it's concerning to me almost that it is getting announced... Or not announced, but like... They're giving us a release date so close to the release date. I don't know why, but that seems strange to me. I will say, like, this is a dumb move, but I, I got to say, I can't imagine there's much crossover. Like, no one, no one's on the fence going like, oh, do I get Sonic or God of War Ragnarok? I know. Like, I, know, I think they're different Sonic, enough. Dude, if you put this game out, like, April next year, I don't know what's coming out then, but hopefully, seemingly nothing. 
then you you don't want people to have to decide between a game of the year contender and Sonic Frontier. Oh, that's like, what you, you would. That's what I'm saying. Though I don't think anyone is. I don't think anyone that is buying Sonic would be buying God of War. I don't think they're the same audience. I think there's a definitely a crossover in audience, but you're just going to lose anyone that might have mm. done it because anyone who is thinking, oh, maybe I get God of War, they're just going to get God of War and this is going to disappear into the ether. And I will say this. I don't know that you're online enough, but there is a fucking rabid Sonic fan base and they will be playing this. Like, this game will do well as well, I think. <laughs> I don't think this will be a total bomb. Because we'll it- I, I remember it was they did a, like beta testing or something and it was not received very well yeah i watched the ign pretty mid yeah so. it looks super weird but hey sonic fans have been playing bad games for years <laughs> and they don't seem to mind <laughs> wrecked then we got under the waves this is from quantic dream and parallel studio this is a narrative driven adventure game something you'd expect from quantic dream it's about an oil company diver in the 1970s exploring the depths of the north sea this looks kind of interesting to me. I'm confused as to when Quantic Dream had a second team. Because yeah. they're working on a Star Wars game. Yeah. So this seems really odd to me. I guess maybe the... Uh, I am reading this more like Parallel Studio is making the game in with assistance from Quantic Dream. Mm. Like maybe the engine and like some support when needed. But it would be surprising to me to find out a, a big chunk of Quantic Dream is working on this game. But anyway, I, I saw it. It looks... Like a game that I probably won't play, honestly. We'll hear more about it, I'm sure. There wasn't too much to go off, and I never played like Subnautica or anything, any of those weird mm. Abzu. Like, there's don't underwater games don't do it for me. I don't know why, unless it's Bioshock. But you're in dry area underwater. That's yeah, it's different. totally different. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Goat Simulator Three. Um, I just glaze over with this game. I don't like whimsical games. I just I can't. I don't mind the... whimsical games. This just I watch this and I think like, why? It's too silly. The same people that play this game play Saints Row, which we should note came out last week and it's getting <laughs> fucking flogged. Hot, hot, steaming hot garbage mm. apparently. And I'll never play it because I never played Saints Row and I never saw the appeal as I do not see with Goat Simulator Three. And if I ever wanted to play it, it's surely going to be free in the next year. Then we got Return to Monkey Island. It's coming in September. This is the... But oh. not to PlayStation. This is oh, a that's PC right. Switch only game. Though I will say the trailer was fantastic. And as a as a, a, a light fan of action uh, adventure games, I mm. want to play this. The, the tone was very funny. I was enjoying my time watching the trailer. I, I will say I've never played a Monkey Island game. That's like... Neither have I. Yeah, I, I am predisposed to not liking these games because to me... The sort of person that loves Monkey Island is the sort of person that loves Shenmue, another game that I'm predisposed <laughs> not to like, and I just don't have the nostalgia for it. Okay, okay, that seems a bit weird, but it's fine. You just, it's fine, dude. You, you can't play everything, so it's under, you've got to figure out ways to not like things, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, we got a sci-fi game written by fantasy author Brandon Sanderson called Moonbreaker. Um, this seems to be a digital tabletop strategy game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it, it kind of looks cool. You actually have like, little figurines and uh, there's actually a painting section too. So oh. every little figure you see in the trailer was painted using their like 
painting system. I don't know. Very similar That's to like cool. a cost character creator, but you're painting a little figurine. Yeah, and okay. apparently it's uh, pretty good. Like they have different finishes for like rust and wear and stuff like that as well. So you can get kind of in depth with it. I was secretly hoping that they would, if they're going to do it, they should do like an iPad app that syncs with the game and you can paint yeah. on an iPad because I think a mouse and keyboard will be a bit cumbersome. And if it is coming to console, which I don't know, it would be way worse on a console to try yeah. and paint something. So iPad app sounds like a good move. Looks interesting though. Looks interesting. Like a, it looks, it looks like a, uh, like XCOM meets Final Fantasy Tactics kind of vibe. Again, I'm predisposed against Brandon Sanderson. I have a lot of hates in my life. Hate's a strong yeah, word. You, you just, gotta let go of the hate, dude. You gotta let go of the hate. His books are too long and he writes too many of them. It's really annoying to me. But you love The Wheel of Time. I liked what he did there, but then he got a big head and now he's like fantasy's golden boy and it, it annoys me. Now I see a lot of parallels between Brandon Sanderson and yourself. In fact, where but I you did like one thing and you wrote with like Twinfinite for like a second. You were like, oh, I'm pretty chill. It's fine. But then all of a sudden you were writing more and then you got like with like Push Square and now your head's gigantic and I like you less. So still very right similar for, there. For, still right for Twinfinite. <laughs> still do that. Next we have Friends versus Friends. Now, I'll be honest with you. I actually haven't seen this trailer. I don't yeah, know. You didn't know it existed. And you're meant to be a journalist. You didn't even know is this, this game existed. Is this PlayStation? Uh, sure. Okay, maybe. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> we'll find it. out in the future. <laughs> Stay tuned. This is how we build suspense for people and they continue to listen so they can find out all the answers later down the line. Uh, this game looks weird and I didn't really know what to make of it. The animations are coolish, I guess, but it reminds me of like cheap cartoons they would make so children would just sit in front of a TV. Uh, but then you just, uh, like, I don't know. If, you like, if you're into furries, you're probably into this game. I like furry animals. I have a little dog. It's super colourful. I don't know if it's free to play, but it looks like it's probably going to be free to play and it's just like a competitive multiplayer shooter brawler kind of game as far as I can tell. First person. So, yeah, right. super colourful. Probably not for me unless it's free and fun. I will say I'm pretty into this next one, which is Lies of P, which is a new soul-like uh, set in a new Dark Bell epoch world, which I've never heard of. All I know is that this is apparently inspired by Pinocchio. I didn't see Pinocchio in this at all, dude. I heard that. I heard Jeff Keighley and the dude talk about that and say, like, oh, Pinocchio, trying to become a human. And I watched it and I was like, who's Pinocchio? Where's Geppetto? Where's Jiminy Cricket? You see Geppetto. You do actually see Geppetto. Uh, Yeah, he's a creepy clockmaker. And where is the whale? Where is mainly Jiminy? Where's Jiminy Cricket? A way to describe this for people just listening. This is kind of like, imagine we're talking about a Pinocchio style game, but it looks like Bloodborne by way of like a Tim Burton, and if you can imagine yeah, Pinocchio, clockworky Kim- elements and steampunky almost. And if Pinocchio was played by Timothy Chalamet, he's kind of like a sexy teen. And I just don't even know if he's made of wood. I'm dead serious. I was watching. I was like, I, I don't see a wooden joint. I like, what's you're not Pinocchio? Where's your nose, dude? I haven't seen your nose he's, grow once. He's certainly clockwork. They show him swapping in and out limbs, and they these are his different weapons. But it's also yeah, like super fucking dark and gory. It's cool. I'm I'm into this. I, it really didn't uh, draw me in at all. I was like, this looks generic. Continue. Vinter doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> we'll see. Next, we got Stranded Alien Dawn. This was just a cinematic trailer. I'm 99% sure this is just for PC, but this is apparently another uh, survival sim, which I think is pretty cool. 
I like these survival sims. Seems to be a popular thing at the moment. You think this is kind of like a, uh, a, a management game, like a settlement management and stuff? My understanding is it might be more like The Forest, that kind oh, of... Oh, no, no, it is very much like like people at crops and stuff. I'm sorry, I'm, I hadn't seen the trailer, so I'm looking at it now. But no, it looks less like The Forest. It looks like you're going to be managing like a community. They're all okay. defending the wall and stuff there, but who knows? I, it's on PC, so... Next, we got Atlas Fallen, uh, which is coming to us from Focus Home Interactive. I actually thought this was the Brandon Sanderson game. Sorry, developed by Deck 13, published by Focus Home Interactive. Yeah, I thought this was the Brandon Sanderson thing, because it was like dudes in armor, or a guy in armor and a woman jumping Mm. and fighting beasts with like huge abilities. They're gliding over the sand. Uh, They're using magic. It was all very Brandon Sanderson. These cinematic trailers need to just chill. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, I, there was a lot. There was a lot. I just, if you don't have gameplay to show me, just fuck off. <laughs> I like a mix at least, you know, like start with a cinematic, <laughs> then break into gameplay. Because if I don't know what I'm doing, then I'm, I just don't trust it. Moving right along, because we are beginning to go long, aren't we, Govinda? Oh, yeah. Then we got Homeworld 3. Now, I actually have a bit of a history with these games. I played the first two and loved them. These are like pretty in-depth sci-fi strategy games uh this third game has been sort of stranded in development hell uh it's definitely not coming to playstation but i was pretty excited to see this here i've never played them, never heard of them don't really care too much potentially but who knows probably not and mainly because it's not coming to playstation it seems irrelevant mm. then we got high on life a game from rick and morty co-creator justin justin roiland uh this Fuck looks yeah. cool this is like it a looks- so good. Yeah, the talking gun, the little insect guy. I've got to send this to uh, my old boss. I'm sure he would love this. It just is so funny. Like, the, the way the guns speak to you, I was like, oh, I want this day one. Amazing. What a great game. I'm into it. Then a blast from the past. Uh, the shadow that is Telltale Games is working on a Expanse title. The Expanse being a popular sci-fi series, which I liked, but fell off. It's... Uh, we'll see how this goes. I started watching The Expanse, also fell off it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks, I don't know, the, from the trailer, I'm not impressed, but Telltale was never like a visually impressive game necessarily, game maker, but I don't know, we'll see. They usually make pretty good stories, but it sounds like uh, a lot of their team got poached by other people, so is this really the Telltale that we know, Kale? It's because they could not pay their employees. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, then we got Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, I didn't really know what was going on here. This seems to be like a multiplayer shooter. Um, yeah, it is coming to PlayStation, but this is not my kind of game. Nah, clowns kind of like... I'm not scared of clowns necessarily, but I'm just not into clowns. And these ones are scary, so I'm, I'm pretty good. <laughs> then we got Scars Above. I think this looks pretty cool. And we actually did get some gameplay sprinkled throughout uh it was mostly a cg trailer i got big returnal vibes i covered this Mm. for push square and the top commenter was like i don't see how this is anything to do with returnal but it's very clearly a woman stranded on an alien mysterious crazy planet it's very similar to returnal like lots of uh, like like not totems i guess but like just big pillars everywhere yeah i see what you're saying People drive me insane. I'm like, okay, it's not a bullet hell game, but you can see that this is clearly like similar. Dude, That's all I said. 
I just said it was similar to Returnal. It shares many similarities, I think, is safe to say. Uh, that could be interesting. Okay. This one was very interesting to me. Uh, Fallout and Skyrim veteran Jeff Gardner is making a new RPG. It's called Weird Song. Uh, this could I be... I think it's Word Song, but I could be wrong. I think it's weird. It's W-Y-R-D. Well, I'm just thinking of like a... R-D. Yeah, but I'm thinking of like a like a frost worm. Weirum? Is it weirum mm. or worm? I yeah, no, you got worm. me with that. It's definitely worm. Um, I don't so know how I to... thought it was word song. I don't know how to feel about that. But, but this hey. is a, a very abstract CG trailer. Apparently, it's set in a dark fictional version of historical Portugal. So, make of that what you will. Ooh, okay. Well, look, I'm just sold on the uh, pedigree, really. That's that's what sold me. And hopefully, it, because it's not Bethesda, it's, it's hopefully going to come to me on PlayStation, dude. We got Gotham Knights. Not a lot to say because we've seen this pretty extensively. We did get the news that it's releasing four days earlier on October 21st. That's nice, I guess. Yeah, it's... Like, it's, it's, it's when's the last time a game came out earlier than expected? Yeah. So, hey, I'll take it, but... It's also a game I don't really care about, and I'm really hoping that you just buy it so then I can play it. I'm probably going to. I, I wrote I about know, it this week. I know you are. There was an interesting... I, now I have to mention it. There was an interesting trailer, and the developers were saying they really want you to pick a character to replace Batman, and so you develop them over the course of the game. You're not meant to jump between characters, but you're about leveling them up to the point where they could be Batman in their own particular style, and that kind of got me in. It's cool. You embrace so wait, you don't you don't swap between them. So you have to play five times or four times to have many characters there. Is. No, you can swap between them, but the idea is that they want you to pick one that you like the best and really commit to them. Not like Borderlands, you can swap between characters, but the idea mm-hmm. is they want you to connect with one and stick with them, and I liked that. Yeah, I guess. I was like in my mind, and this is the problem: is I go, who plays the most like Batman? Because I want to be them. <laughs> Probably Batgirl, it yeah, looks probably. like. Probably. Fuck her weapon's cool. Do you know what it is? It's like no. a tonfa that turns into a whip. It's sick. That's fine. <laughs> then we got Where Winds Meet. Uh, this is a Chinese game, I believe. I didn't actually watch this trailer. It looks very pretty, but that's uh, all I really I- have for you. What is it? Do you know? Like, What sort of game? Oh, it's an open world RPG. It's set oh, in medieval China. Uh, it looks kind of cool. It's just we don't really have them. Uh, actually, some of these screenshots look very... Uh, there were some uh, Ghost of Tsushima vibes going on. Yeah, I could see that. It's just not a developer I'd ever heard of, Everstone Games. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. China seems to be like a hot ticket item in uh, game settings recently. Then we got the announcement that Hideo Kojima is starting a podcast with Jeff Keighley. <laughs> This was out of place. This feels weird. I don't know that Kojima speaks English very well, but okay. 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 Sure. Uh, This seems like Jeff Keighley just jerking himself off on stage by the sounds (laughs) of it, but hey, it's all good. I would if I could, you know what I mean? I wonder if they've recorded any and they want like, if they are any good, because I I can't help but feel like they're not good. I'll listen to it. I'll, I'll hate it, but I'll listen to it. Then we got Park Beyond, which sounds up your alley, Govinda. This is a new amusement park simulator. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this one? I uh, actually hadn't seen the trailer, but I I did get Theme Park World for like $2 on Steam the other day. 
oh not theme park world roller coaster tycoon sorry mm. and i was into it but then i was like it's too old like i need it to look better and be newer so this is honestly right up my alley the i don't love the art style you know what i mean it's a little yeah. too cartoony and like but hey maybe maybe it'll be <laughs> sick i don't know it kind of reminds me of that fucking mark zuckerberg's like picture of him in the <laughs> metaverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I was looking at the character models, and they look pretty much like Mark Zuckerberg from his metaverse. So that's a problem. <laughs> uh, then we got a very bizarre segment of the official Pokemon uh, Mini Mini Cooper. The, is it? Yeah, Mini Aceman. I don't know I what that it's is. A, yeah, um, I assume it's a uh, electric car. Yeah, fully electric. Thanks to Pikachu, obviously. There's a Pikachu under the hood. Uh, hate so it. that keeps it going up. Why does this exist, Kay? Hate that. If I see someone driving this, I'm gonna have to pull them over and be like, "What? Why? What are you doing with your life?" <laughs> the only reason this is acceptable is like the Pokemon theme park. <laughs> That's it. Uh, then we got this little game called Phantom Hellcat. Uh, I don't know about this one. It could go either way. It was kind of stylish, uh, but it looks like it could be a little light. Um, it's a hack and slash combat game. 2D as well, p- predominantly. Oh, yeah. No, some of the hack and slashing is 3D. It's very confusing. But, eh, I'm neither here nor there on it. That's we- a, we'll see how it is when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, then we got Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. This seems a little bit generic to me, uh, just because I didn't really vibe with the Vermintide games. It's the same deal, but sci-fi. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I never played any of them, so I got nothing. We got a new game called The Finals. It's ex uh, Battlefield developers. It's a shooter. Um, I don't really know about this. I, I I did I did check this out, but it, it didn't look. It's like a game show kind it's, of. Thing. Yeah, it's really strange. They describe it as quote a shooter wrapped in a game show format end quote, which seems like a strange combo. And I was I don't know. My hope for X Battlefield devs is they they make the Battlefield game that we deserve, but I mm. guess that's not happening. So it's not happening anytime soon. Uh, there's there's apparently a full reveal for uh, the finals coming in September as well. So later in September. So keep tuned for that one. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally to close the show, we got uh, the re-reveal of Dead Island Two, as we talked about last week. This was um this was a real thing. It looks. In- uh, the tone, again, it's it's not... I don't remember the original being so zany. Nah, dude, the original was the most zany. It was, was so it? zany. Yeah, dude. The things oh. that people would say, like the, the one-liners when you would like head stomp a zombie and stuff like that. This trailer is essentially someone who looks like Lenny Kravitz <laughs> living in a blood-soaked apartment with a car 98 bolt-action rifle that he's modded with, like, a bayonet and a club on the end. Mm. And he just is living his life with zombies around. Mm. Uh, I'm almost under the impression that, like, there is some aspect of creating a base and living in it. Because when he walks outside of his house and he looks over, it looks like it's, like, other players. And so maybe your friends can, like, live on the street. And I don't know. That'd be cool. Might not be the real case, but it could be cool. It's visually impressive. The uh, the zombies themselves are awesome because it's like modern LA. It's like, yeah. you know, rollerbladers and like hipsters and stuff. It, it actually at does look he- good. <laughs> yeah, at the end he walks out of the house and like onto the street and the, the camera pans around to reveal like 
downtown LA, it looks like. And I was like, man, it just looks like they got GTA and then added zombies. And that's kind of what this looks like, which honestly sounds like a pretty fun time if I have three other friends with me. I'll 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 be playing this. This comes out February third. We learned. Um, I'm kind of in the in the bag for this. I really wanted Dead Island. Uh, sorry, Dying Light two to be better. I like the idea uh, of a multiplayer zombie game. Yeah, I do too. But I think I like the lighter tone in this. I think it's it's funner mm. to just be silly and have fun with a zombie game than it to be a little like I don't know. The writing wasn't good enough in Dying Light for it to be serious. No. You See, know what I, I mean? So if if I you're funny, actually, I'll, I'll take that. I do actually prefer... I'd like it to be threatening. Like, I wish... I wanted the first Dying Light again. Like, how that was scary. Mm, yeah, that's what it I really want. Was. But Dead Island... Like, you, you mentioned last week, there's times in Dead Island where you're still scared. Like, you, you've got to go it's into, true. like, some sewer somewhere and walk around. It's all dark and crazy. And it's still scary, but it's just a lighter tone. Especially if you're going to be having fun with friends, it makes more sense. And the story can be less relevant if I'm doing co-op, whereas in Dying Light, you've really got to kind of pay attention, I guess. But I didn't care enough to pay attention, so I didn't. And here we are. And that was it. That was Gamescom opening night live 2022. There is another, like, five days of Gamescom, but I don't know that we're really getting anything uh, video game announcement-wise out of it. It's yeah, a trade no, I feel like most of the announcements are done. Uh, and interestingly enough, while Sony said they weren't going to be there, they did announce their, their new DualSense there, which I thought was an interesting little... That is, edition. actually. That is. I didn't really pick up on that. Yeah, I thought if they were going to do a showcase, I'd imagine they would have saved it for the showcase. But hey, there it is. Um, something that we didn't mention that was probably worth mentioning. There was a announcement on PlayStation VR. Oh, yeah. I thought I VR put that VR 2 is meant to come out <laughs> early 2023. Uh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I, I think I do, I do want this, but I will have like a two-month-old baby at that point, so... It's a perfect way to just disconnect from your child is to put on goggles and headphones. <laughs> Blot out my reality and enter the fucking I'm sure metaverse. Aaron would love that, dude. Love that. But anyway, let's play some Apex, Kale. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll ask the boss. I'll check with the boss. See how that's looking for you. So I guess that's a no. We'll find out. I'll, I'll check with the boss. <laughs> Alrighty then, this has been episode 64 of Long Live Play. I hope you enjoyed it. Please be excited for future episodes. In the words of anyone from Square Enix, please be excited. I've been me, Kales, been annoying, and we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.